Hello, and you're listening to The Seventh Reel. This week, Tar, a 2022 film directed by Todd Field, who previously made an appearance on our podcast as Tom Cruise's pianist friend in Eyes Nick Wide Shut. Nick Nightingale. Nick Nightingale. <laughs> yes, what an awesome name. Um, was this my pick? Yeah. yeah, it was my pick. Um, yes. We watched this earlier uh, this year. Yeah, I, I loved it. I thought it was it was so fun, so much fun. Um, never seen a film that directly tackles modern issues in this particular way and with this amount of sophistication. What did you guys think? I think it did a good job of it. Mm-hmm. I think it goes I beyond being that, a Me Too movie. Yeah, that's definitely a good... Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And also it's like... It's not only just a good story about like power dynamics and mm-hmm. like a you know volatile personality, so cold and <laughs> and visually like just perfect. Yes. I don't know. I uh I think she was very well cast. Like she was perfect for mm-hmm. the role. Apparently, Tafiel said that it would he didn't know he wouldn't know how the movie would have gotten made if it wasn't her. Um, she's perfect. Been, like Charlize Theron, maybe. <laughs> maybe I mean, she's a pretty good actress. Like it's the mm. Cate Blanchett. Oh my gosh, she literally becomes. <laughs> you, you forget that you're watching Cate Blanchett. It's, it's one of those performances. She, um, she's just tar. She becomes tar. Apparently, she learned I, German, relearned piano, and actually learned how to conduct yeah. just for the role. Um, no, because that was a real that was well, a real yeah, orchestra. Um, yeah, that was a real orchestra okay, well, during those sequences. Tell us the 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 classical music stuff, okay? So, mm-hmm. um, is it what she when she's doing all that weird like motions is that actually <laughs> what they do? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they her summarization of what conducting is during that opening uh, was in New Yorker interview. That was insane. <laughs> yes. By the way, what a ballsy, cool way to open a movie of delivering both a character's backstory and mm-hmm. the and fact that it goes on for 10 alienating your audience by making them feel like an idiot. Yes. Yeah, that's true. I was like, okay, Arvin would know this, but I don't know this. He doesn't know but all of it. I don't know all of it. And I knew more stuff in this film than Oh, him. really? Yes, yeah. Michelle caught more stuff. Um, no, honestly, I'd be so, I'm so far removed from like, the classical music at this point, but Michelle actually likes oh, really? a lot. So, like, oh. uh, some of the, the pieces mm. that she mentioned. Yeah, well, then when the YouTube video of the cello concerto, I knew exactly the video she's seen because I've seen it. Yeah. And it's incredible. Oh. Um, and then the stuff That's a real the, thing? Yeah. It's, I highly recommend it. I'll send it to you. <laughs> Is it is it the same girl? Um, not the not the video where she's playing it. Um, when Jacqueline oh, Dupre oh, is playing it, the video it, she oh, cited okay. as like what got her into cello. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay, okay. I thought I thought we were talking about the girl. Okay, yeah. Well, I I want to watch that still. Um, and like the stuff with Leonard Bernstein. Um, mm-hmm. so he did a series for kids in like the sixties, I think. They kind of broke down classical music. So I don't think he was her mentor. I think she just watched that and she's claiming he was her mentor. But on that level, like it would be, wouldn't, wouldn't someone be like, no, you're lying. Like she's literally doing 
But then, so much of the movie just shows off, like demonstrates how far she could push things, right? If how, as long as they can, like she's a genius because her talent is undeniable. Like her power, her control over like、uh, classical music, and as long as she, you know, as long as it doesn't come to this, the stuff doesn't bubble up to the surface. There, everybody, everybody is complicit. Her assistant is complicit. Her wife is complicit. Um, well, it's like all the stuff at the beginning about controlling time,、mm-hmm. but you can only control time in the piece. But the piece ends, and that's、yeah. like her career. And then she brings up like, oh, when I, my right shoulder is what my right hand is what controls time. And guess what happens at, at, towards the third act of the movie? Her right shoulder becomes inflamed. Right, she goes to the doctor, and he's like, well,、oh. it just you just gotta wait for it to go away. Eventually, it will go away. Um, okay, I, I you had to rewatch it. There's there's a,、yeah. a bunch of stuff you can catch on the、mm-hmm. rewatch. I'll、uh, rewatch it, but、yeah. but I want I want to ask something.、Mm-hmm. Okay,、yes. so um, she okay. I, this is speaking to your point. I I think it's secondary that it's a Me Too movement movie because、mm-hmm. I I didn't even pick up on most of that stuff. I was like, oh okay, she's married, blah blah blah, and then this stuff comes out and all of that happens. I was just like enjoyed watching her life and how mean and talented she was. Yes. <laughs> Uh, so that that's just one thing I wanted to mention.、Uh, second thing, so it, she's I guess、um, she's like on her way down, right? Like this is a she, we're watching her downfall. Yes. And this happens at the peak of her career, right? Is this? I think so because she was all it was all building up to that live recording of the Mahler piece, and she's obviously very dedicated to it, right? Because that's what she's been working on, workshopping the entire movie, and she doesn't get to do it. It、mm-hmm. had she got me tooed before she could step on that stage, which is why she hid in the bathroom and then stormed the stage to beat up Mark Straw, which is amazing. <laughs> I didn't catch that she hid in the、mm-hmm. bathroom to like sneak onto stage. It was so funny. Wow.、Um, And Mark Strong with hair was disturbing.、I、haven't seen him with hair in a very, very long time. Both of these fake Americans doing such a good job playing Americans.、Mm-hmm. You know what I really liked is the ending. I just thought it was so depressing. Yes. Ah,、yeah. oh, and I and here's I love that video game that they were that she that the, the concert. Oh, it's a real it's game. Hunter, yeah, it's not. It's Monster Hunter World. It's a real game. I have it. So when I heard, I I first picked、uh, I first picked up on it during the credits because the credits you know, it's played backwards so you can see、uh, special thanks to Capcom for Monster Hunter World. I was like, wait, where, why? And then it finally made sense towards the last thirty seconds of the movie. I was like, wow, that's so funny. You thought maybe she was like her daughter was playing it. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was I was wondering if that was going to happen. I like how she threatened that child, or she、oh、was like,、God. "I'm going to destroy you," or whatever. <laughs> God watches all.、Yeah. It it reminded me of um of This Is Forty when Leslie Mann goes. Oh my God! Yeah, and that little boy, and it makes him cry.、Yeah. <laughs> that was See, so. I think I think、uh, he lifted from Judd Apatow.、Mm-hmm. This movie's very funny. It's, it's, it is. I like the apartment for sale part. <laughs> she yeah, she breaks down. <laughs> oh, her performance and like when she like realizes what they're asking her, and she just starts laughing and then closes the door. It was so good.、Um, yeah, you can really feel her like at the end of her rope. Like this was the kind of the breaking point. 
Did you? So apparently, there, this is also operates as a little bit of a ghost story, because if you pause at certain frames in the movie, you can see Krista. Bernstein's ghost. <laughs> <Not> <laughs> you can see the woman, the young, the young conductor who committed yeah. suicide. Her ghost. She appears in like the background of like in the apartment sequences a couple of times, haunting her. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful movie. Did this make you int- you said did this would you get into classical music? This has no. intrigued you. <laughs> okay. No. I I tried listening to like Mahler after this. I was like, I don't know what this is. You know what? I know. Yeah. We... I think Mahler is kind of hard to get mm. into. Uh, it was fine. <laughs> it was yeah. fine. It's like, no I I just don't get it. Like it's too like technically like um like just above my level so i can't even appreciate it so it's just to me sounds like movie score yeah i think that i don't know to me it's like emotion you can pick up the emotion a lot but if this Mm. is like if you start with tchaikovsky um Mm -hmm. there's so much emotion in that you can kind of get what they're going for a lot easier but then the other stuff it's you gotta understand what's going on and it's a lot Tchaikovsky is pretty good. I'll I'll try, but but the thing is, it's just it's too like, like you know how a pop song is. Yeah, a pop song would be like this, this, and this, and there's like uh, almost like three acts, like a movie or Mm. whatever. It's just a story. This is like a a story, but it's so long. So Mm. at times it'll be like. It'll build and then it'll slow down and down and down and then I'm just like, well, I don't have like thirty minutes to just <laughs> sit here and get into this, so I can't like casually. I I think you can probably casually get into it. I'm just like, you know, just being lazy probably, but no, it doesn't it fit into it... like modern life very well, yeah. other than like background music. Hmm. Yeah, that's what I do. I just put it on in the background as I like fold clothes or something. Or it becomes just like you say, a movie score. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. But uh, but it did make it cool. Like it did make it look cool. Like, yes. She was, as you know, as uh, e- evil and the care as the character as she was kind of badass at times. Like she's, I, I oh, don't want to so say cool. this almost, but I was like really attracted to her. <laughs> 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 no, her. Well, she is so cool. The way she, um. And I love how the movie sets her up, sets up in the very beginning, like how meticulous she is about maintaining her image. Because you mm-hmm. see, like all the suits that it's all so, so specifically tailored. Um, the way they shoot her poster to represent like the original album cover of like the Mahler like symphony. Mm-hmm. I also think that stuff like um, because she does all this stuff where she acts like she's a feminist and she's mm. carving the way for female composers. But she doesn't care. She tries to open it up for, for both sexes. And then, like, all her clothes, like... I mean, this could just be her style, but she looks like... Especially with the comparing it to the album covers. Mm-hmm. She's trying to mm-hmm. emulate a man. Because yeah. that's the way to get respect. And the International Women's Day thing. Oh, yeah, she doesn't even pick up... She doesn't even know the date of it. Yeah, because there's a sequence where she's talking to the cellist and she's like... <laughs> Oh, this particular day, she doesn't even register that it's International Women's Day. It doesn't matter to her. It's not like part of her language. The cellist you... also has an English accent. <laughs> yes. Oh, the cellist. Yeah. Yeah. She's actually British. Crazy. She does a Russian one. Uh, 
I know she sounded so Russian. I genuinely thought she was Russian. Um, do, what did you think about that? Uh, the Juilliard lecture sequence that, first of all, amazing uh, one shot that goes on for like 10 minutes. Could not believe and so seamless and so well blocked. Mm. What did you think about that conversation between her and the student? What are you trying to get me canceled? <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I thought, I don't know. I, I, I thought she kind of made some good points. She did. Yeah, I think that's what they're going for. They want you kind of on oh. their side. Oh, okay. I got. I felt oh, very yeah. defensive about uh, Bach when she. Yeah, just like her, I felt extremely defensive about Bach when he's like, "Well, it doesn't register to me." I'm like, "Why can't you? Why can't it register to you?" And I think she made a really good point about like not liking Beethoven, but then she's like, "I forced myself to confront him." And then I mm -hmm. felt like overwhelmed by like his like, majesty or something like that. That was very true. It's like sometimes like you got to look past like the artist and just appreciate that the work that they've done. Yeah, but, but the mm -hmm. consequence of that is her manipulating her power mm. and then creating the art. Yeah. Because she's in the middle. Like she can't really, other yeah. than recording, she can't really live on the same mm. way like a classical um, composer would. Ah, because she doesn't write it herself. But then she goes yeah, too far know, in humiliating him. <laughs> yeah. That's but I, I thought it was her justifying her actions. Mm. But yes. yeah, Michelle makes a good point. She doesn't write the stuff so she, she wouldn't be justifying. So your original point is right. Yeah. Mm. I, I still I don't know, I still think she was cool. She's so yeah. cool. And I'm on her side. I think like the first viewing of this, I enjoyed being in the world so much. Yeah. Till the last that's, thirty that's minutes. Exactly it, it was so nice. But then mm -hmm. the second time you watch it, it's like you can still enjoy it, but you know what's looming ahead. So you can't enjoy uh, it as much. So that just, first mm, viewing. And you also realize how many people are complicit in this. Yeah. Everybody is complicit until it becomes like, oh, like gonna be public. Especially mm -hmm. her assistant. The moment her assistant realizes that she's not going to get that position as like the co-conductor, she goes. She she, oh, she quits yeah. and she sells her out like immediately. Um, it's not that she wasn't affected by her, like her abuse before, but she allowed it. Right? She was like she played the doting like mm -hmm. kind of quiet assistant who is always like who bends to every her will. Um, mm -hmm. But didn't you look at the script yesterday and like the the tapping noises and the steps mm -hmm. were all like. At a certain beat in the script. So I went and checked out the script, which, by the way, is like ninety pages for like a two and a half. In the beginning of the script, Todd Field writes like, "Oh, you know, given the fact that this script is ninety minutes, you might have, but this is not. Uh, no, it would be a reasonable assumption that this will be under two hours." And then he writes, "But this is not a reasonable film. <laughs> Maybe allow me to make it. You should like bear no, the consequences. If you're mad enough to make it, if you're mad, <laughs> if you're crazy enough to greenlit this, like you gotta let me do my thing." And then the oh script is, God. and it follows the script incredibly closely. So everything else is just the music, because he writes it himself. Like there will be, con there will be music sequences, like moments of like contemplation and stuff like that. And that is what's going to fill out the length. Um, it, but it doesn't feel are, long. Does he write the specific? Like, does he have a good knowledge of music? Very much so. It feels very. Okay. If he didn't before, it felt very, very well researched. Even to the point how she weaponizes the knowledge. There's a sequence in the beginning when she's talking to Mark Strong, and he's like begging her for like any advice to peek at her. Like, 
conducting score and stuff like that. And the only advice she gives him was like, oh, no, you know what the secret is? Just free bowling, you know, may not be. And that's such like a blase, dismissive advice. That's like, that's like if you ask Richard Linklater, what's the best advice for directing? And he just, and he just responds, oh, just let the actors do whatever, you know, that's the secret. <laughs> you know, it feels oh, very dismissive. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of, I was like, oh, yeah, because free bowling makes, it's basically kind of a very broad generalization on how do you actually make an orchestra sound good. And I think he read, he clocked that as well. It's like, it's a bit of a dismissive put down. Um, yeah, she's, I love it. She's, she's so, she's so bad. She's such an asshole. Mm. There's like, um, her actual mentor, the old, the old guy who says the, about the Schopenhauer quote about, you can tell the sanity of a man by his reaction to, uh, like noises or inconsistent uh -huh. noises or something. And then how she finds every single kind of tapping or yes. shaking the leg or pen clicking infuriating. Mm. And so it's also like she doesn't saying like about pens her as sanity well. as well. Um, yeah, know, she steals the assistant conductor's pen yes. for some reason. She walks into his office to charm to quit and then steals the pen off his desk while he's not looking. Why does she do that? Like, it's just more control, right? Honestly, this movie benefits a rewatch. There's so many cool, so much cool stuff, um, like how you can tell she is definitely sleeping with the assistant. That's I think I don't think that's ambiguous whatsoever, because um, in the beginning you see her lay out all the like album covers of all the scores mm -hmm. while she's picking them out, which one to use, and her feet. Like you see uh, her feet, and then another person's feet, and then she like kind of caresses her feet with her feet. Like, oh, who's that? The very next shot is the assistant at a tailor store holding the album. Mm -hmm. Like, and like, okay, so it's her. Like, <laughs> there's no doubt. Like, that's, it's, um, it's already happening. And that's why she feels so uh, left, like, hurt when she doesn't want to have dinner with her and she starts treating her like an assistant again. There's also the, the like, messaging stuff. Yeah. You know, the, 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 the little shots where someone's filming her and... Yeah, who, that was the assistant? I'm, I think, it's I think it's multiple people. Yeah, because it doesn't make sense when she's at the book signing. Yes, like this isn't going to be there at the book signing, so it must be like her past people. Like, it, I think it's in indicating that this is like a pattern. She uses like, she, she takes advantage of these young women who enter these classical into, into the music field and she spurns them and leaves them or just, yeah, just throws them away when they're no longer of use until she can't anymore, until one of them, you know, completely breaks. And I saw something that the director said where he's like exploring the Me Too sort of from the safety of it being a woman. But uh. like, because I know if it was a man, there would become like an immediate anger, an mm. immediate like, of course he did it. But when it's a mm. woman, there's still like, did she? Mm. Did she do it? Um, yeah, kind or, of stuff going like, on. Maybe she didn't yeah. mean to. <laughs> yeah like it builds it up so you can actually see like kind of her side of it but you obviously you don't see any of the abuse but you can sort of you can sort of read this film and be like yeah but she didn't do it she didn't <laughs> <laughs> but that's what it wants you to question or like everybody else is complicit if everyone's complicit is she really actually at yeah. fault if everyone's enabling her great movie Mm -hmm. Can't get it out of my head ever since I watched it. Would you, Yusuf, would you watch Todd Field's other movies after this? I'm very interested in yeah, the movies. Yeah, I want to watch the other one. Yeah. In the bedroom and little, I was little actually, children. I was really, yeah. 
I was like, wow, this guy can really direct. Elf. This guy can really direct. Movies, yeah. Very, can get it was how just beautifully the, shot. Uh, the pianist from Eyes Wide Shut. Yeah, he's just the pianist from Eyes Wide Shut. That's crazy, though, because it's him, Sidney Pollock, and um, someone else who was director on Eyes Wide Shut. But yeah, that movie's full of directors. Mm. Sorry, I'm just talking about Eyes Wide Shut. No. I was like, oh, it's him! So I was so happy to recognize him. Um, yeah. All right, shall we take a break? Let's do it. Let's mm-hmm. do it. And we're back! Now, it's only seven reels. For one film, it's out of seven oh. for some reason, so no even numbers. Mm-hmm. Not that that matters, but what would you guys rate this? I'm gonna go seven. This was a seven. home run. I mean, part of me doesn't want to give anything like a ten out of ten, seven yeah, out of seven, just because it's like, what if it could be something a bit better, you know? That's a good point, actually. I'm gonna go six. But I'm gonna go. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing deserves to be perfect. Yeah. I'm sure that would have infuriated Lydia Tar, but okay. Um, that's good. I'm gonna give it a. I'm gonna stick with a seven. I think this is wonderful. I've never seen a movie that's so inside baseball and so specific, and do it so well. Well, that brings us to what we have watched mm-hmm. these past couple weeks. Shall we go first? We watched Glass Onion, the oh, new Nutcracker. Oh. Okay, so I think it says something that Michelle's already forgotten that we've seen that. Um, <laughs> okay, don't. It's okay. Don't spoil it for me, it, though. I won't spoil. I'm not spoiling it. There's one because there is one cool thing about the movie. Um, one cool development halfway through. That I, I know there's one uh, cool thing. There's <laughs> one cool That's thing. That's uh, But it didn't. It's too on. I think the criticism was right when it's like like it's too online and it's too reliant on pop. Like of the time right now, like I don't know how it'll age in ten years. Yeah. Oh. For reference, Jared Leto gets name dropped for no reason like twice. In the movie, it's excessive. Yeah, like it's it, it it's it's a little excessive. And Jeremy Renner gets name dropped for no reason. Um, I mean, the cinema. Everyone in the cinema seemed to have a great time. I was sat next to someone who bought that dog, so that was fun for me. <laughs> what? That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I I didn't know that was a thing you could do. It must have been like a. That's the yeah, dog. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Still cool. We also watched Matilda the Musical, the movie, with music by Tim Minchin. And I thought it was very cute. All you the ki- missed the last I missed the last minutes, pa- few minutes because I had to take a work call. Like, we need to speak now. Um, but At 9 o'clock on a Saturday night. It was 8.30, to be honest. And it's very disheartening to see all these little kids who are so talented. Mm-hmm. Like, just ouch. Like, ah, uh, whatever. They start them so young. Anyways, it's a fun movie. It's not as good as the uh, Danny DeVito directed 1996 version. Yeah. Be- probably because it's trying so hard to avoid recreating certain sequences mm. um, that she's trying to stand apart. But I don't know. You didn't need to do that. Um, either way, fun time. Yusuf, what have you watched? I watched Triangle of Sadness. And mm. I think mm. along with Tor, it's probably... Those are the two... Uh, my mm. favorite movies I've seen so far this year. 
was really good, mm. really funny, Same. and also. What did you think about the the development, the second half of the movie? Once you're off the ship, did you like that as much as the first half? Yeah, to be honest, yeah, I I mm-hmm. st- it wasn't like a barbarian sort of thing where the second half sort of took a little dip, but mm. not to say that that was bad, but uh, but this was, I I thought it was good throughout. I have a friend actually who saw it and uh, he said second half was a little of a letdown, but I I I enjoyed it. Like I love the ending. Yeah. Oh my god. So good, so good, and so. Uh, and when we came out of the theater, these guys were complaining how it's too ambiguous. What? And I was like, "What? It's... Come on, dude! Come on! <laughs> give, give me a break here." Yeah, I, I we really liked it as well. Woody Harrelson barely shows up. Yeah. But he was pretty funny when he, when he did. All right, that brings us to our recommendations for this week, Michelle. I'm glad you asked me first. Yeah, what do you have to recommend? <laughs> Whiplash. Whiplash. <laughs> oh, good one. I'm gonna recommend Amadeus. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, I I, I like the struggle of like trying to discern if someone is actually a genius or not. Uh huh. Um, you said, what about you? I recommend the classic movie Beethoven. Nice, a great film. Wait, the one about a dog? Yeah. <laughs> It's such a good film. Okay. <laughs> I think it's the second one where he gets abducted and it's very stressful. Oh my god. <laughs> How do you know this? Because I watched the it. Good movies. Yeah. All right, Beethoven. Beethoven second. <laughs> you know there are like yeah. s- s- five five movies. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh, so you do get a Beethoven's fifth. Yeah. Second, third, fourth, fifth, and then I think the sixth one is Beethoven's Big Break. I don't know what that that means but <laughs> oh he finally got he gets his big break in his six. Oh yeah. my god it took him that long <laughs> so i don't know <laughs> but yeah all right that's our recommendation that's that's it <laughs> which brings us to what we're going to be watching next week michelle yeah. it's your pick so it's howard hughes themed mm-hmm. so we're gonna watch the aviator and hell's angels Hell yeah. Sounds good. Lots of planes, lots of flying. Death. Death. Trying to beat that Top Gun Maverick. Um, (laughs) Alright, well, in that case, keep it real, watch these films, and uh, we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. The Seventh Reel is hosted by Marvin Huang, Michelle Hassel, and Yusuf Elbashir. Logo by Joe Conti. Our ad break music is composed by Yusuf Sui Lim, and our outro music is composed by Yahya Elbashir. Thanks for listening.